One second, we are having technical difficulties here on the road to recovery. Hang on, and I'll be right with you.
right, there you have it. You are worth it all. We are worth it all. I am worth it all. Welcome to tonight's live broadcast of The Road to Recovery. I'm your host, Dan Chuba. Oops, sorry, I'm a little late tonight. Uh, what can I say? You know, I have many addictions. One, drinking and drugging are no longer an active addiction of mine, but I consider myself an alcoholic in recovery. Today is March 8th of 2020. What does that mean? It means I have been sober 24 years, 6 months, and 8 days of consistent, continuous sobriety. Hip, hip, hooray for me if I had a... Okay, clap. Okay, who's clapping out there? Thank you, thank you. You know, everybody says, oh, good job. You know, that's really incredible. You know, it is incredible. But you know what? It's not like I'm I'm boasting. I'm amazed. I got another day alive on this earth. I'm another day I haven't screwed up my world and, and life and other people's lives. And that's what sobriety means to me today, that I have choices and I'm making better choices and life is good. I'm married. I am married. Unbelievable. I have a wonderful, incredible wife, the lovely Miss Martha, Mrs. Martha. Um, yeah, we've been married now just short of a year. And it's been great. And why is that incredible? Because I was married three other times before, before I sobered up. I was caught up in my addiction a long time ago, okay? And three times I thought, you know what? The problem, the problems were never mine. They were everybody else's. I was marrying the wrong people. I was, you know, doing this. And and there's truth in that. There's probably truth that I was marrying the wrong people for all the wrong reasons. But... Whatever. When I quit drinking, I stopped making really, really dumb mistakes. I made mistakes, and some of them are dumb, but not to the extent the ones did before. I had two DUIs, two driving under the influences, yes, back in 1991 and 1993. And I don't want another one, ever. And you know what? I am guaranteed, for the most part, that if I don't drink, that I'll never have driving under the influence because you can't get arrested for DUI if you're not drinking and that's a good thing I don't want to drink anymore so guess what this is a live show as I always tell everybody who is it a for what's the purpose of the show well the purpose of the show is to keep me out of trouble that's right to keep me out of trouble I talk so that I remind myself every week that I can't handle my booze so why even mess with it but it's not enough to not just drink. It's important that I don't get caught up in dumb, stupid thinking. And it's really easy for me to do that, even sober. Okay, but I could shake myself loose from some of it and and recover from it reasonably well, and that's okay. Because, you know, life isn't easy all the time. Life has challenges. I'm a real estate broker. I own a real estate office. And the only reason why I bring that up is because I want you to know that Hey, even as a real estate broker, you know what? You can recover from your mistakes of the past and go forward and have a good life. And what do you consider a good life? Well, for me, today, what I'm doing here now is a good life. I am not messing up people's lives with my bad decisions when I, like I did when I drank. And what kind of bad decisions did I make? Well, you know what? A lot of them. Let me just tell you, I had a lot of bad decisions. Okay? I have three wonderful kids. 
I won't tell you that any of them were planned. They weren't. But you know what? They're wonderful kids. I'm glad my decision not to to abort them, that was good decision-making. That's about the only good thing that I did with my kids, is that I wouldn't let their mothers get rid of them. Because I figured, hey, I have these kids. I should go ahead and give them the opportunity of life and living. Now, that's my business. What you do on your business is yours. What you do with your maker and your higher power, that's your decision. Me, personally, okay, is all I have to be responsible for. That's it. Just me. I take care of me. And if I have some extra, I can share it with others. And that's part of the topic we're going to be talking about is choosing a sponsor, sponsorship, and the program of recovery. And it can make all the difference of whether you're going to stay sober, get sober, stay sober, have a better life, a great life, whatever. And i got to tell you something. I want the best life possible. If I'm going to stay up around on this ground, above ground, I want the best life possible. Now, this being a live show, and I know we're late getting started. Sorry about that, everybody. I hope you're... We're able to come back and catch me. But the phone number to call in is area code 323-580-5755. And join me here on the air with comments, questions, concerns. I don't know. You're just lonely and you need to talk to somebody. You should have heard my voice yesterday. I, I, uh, I don't know what. I went through some weird thing. I got something stuck in my throat and I could not cough it up. And in the process, it, it, it roughed up my vocal cords. And I was talking pretty low, as just a matter of fact. It was so funny. I Everybody was laughing and thinking it was really funny. I was hoping to carry some of this onto the show. The only good thing I did about it was I called and left my wife a message to tell her I love her and that she was hot and sexy. I left it on the home phone so that when she got home, she got played it back and she thought it was great. By the morning, unfortunately, my voice is back to the voice you hear now. This is really me, and unfortunately, that really hot, sexy voice that I get uh, occasionally, usually in the winter, is gone. It didn't last very long, but it was uh, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, you guys don't know about that, but that's okay. I get these colds and roughs up my throat, and then I uh, talk. I talk really hot and sexy. Oh well. So I had some fun with it. You know what? Living today, you can have fun. I don't need alcohol to have fun. I don't. You don't either. Uh, But that's something that you and only you can decide. Okay? I cannot live your life for you. You cannot live mine for me. Okay? We can only take care of ourselves. And that's what this program of recovery is all about. I work a program in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's not the only program I work, but it's the main one I work Working the 12 steps of recovery one day, one step at a time. And i got to tell you something, folks. It works. It really works if you work it. Now, this show is not an endorsed program of Alcoholics Anonymous, so don't get all excited going, oh, my God, Dan Shub was on the air talking about, you know, what he does. That's okay. It's my business. You know, people knew when I drank and and I didn't want them to know. I, I thought I was keeping it a secret. You know, I want people to know, well, actually, I don't care if people know that I was a, uh, uh, I couldn't handle my booze. That's pretty much what it is. I see people all the time doing the same thing, having, you know what, they don't get on the floor and they're not drop dead drunk. They're not out of control drunk, nor was I all the time, maybe once or twice. But there's an attitude and a mentality that goes along with drinking, and I escaped that. 
I'm not caught up into that anymore. Every once in a while, yep, there's a, an attempt to drag me back into that stinking thinking of drinking, stinking thinking, and I don't want to go back there. You know, being a real estate broker, people think you throw a sign up in front of the house and it sells in five minutes and you make a lot of money. Well, i got to tell you, folks, just like your job, if I can't have you come on this on the air and tell me about your job, whether you're a waitress, a mechanic, um, a doctor, a teacher, you would tell me you guys don't know the half of the efforts and the challenges that we go through. And I believe that to be true. In fact, I've often said we should have a big horn that goes out across the whole world. And when you hear that so- that sound, that big do-do-do-do, you have to get out of your shoes, get into somebody else's shoes, and stay and live in those shoes doing their job for a couple days until you really gain an appreciation for who they are. You know, the more and more we go on in life, the more and more we realize that we don't need to make fun of anybody. We don't need to, to uh, you know, uh, pick on other people. What's the point? If we are having a bad time, let's address our issues instead of trying to bring somebody down to our level. We can ask them to pick us up. And that's what this show is hopefully accomplishes, helps you to pick yourself up, brush yourself off, and start all over again every day, one day at a time. That's it, just today. I don't worry about yesterday. What did I do yesterday? Well, I did some bonehead things. Not really. A couple of little ones. But, you know, for the most part, it was a good day because I didn't drink, number one. The only thing i got to do perfectly every day is to not drink. Okay? The life and the quality of life that I live sober is called sobriety. That's the difference. Sober is not drinking and drugging or indulging in your addiction. See, there's other addictions, too. There's addictions. Oops, sorry. There's such as other additions. Thank you, Steve-O, for updating the page. Thank you, thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Okay, Steve is my friend, and he has updated our page. So, if you know, you can get a link from to the show from the website. We have a website. The website is, it's simple, it's Road to Recovery. Dot club, Road to Recovery dot club. We're not really gracious and we're not really fancy. We're just, you know what? If this, if one person hears this show and gets something out of it, that's great. I get something out of this show and that's good for me. But you know what? It's not important that millions and millions of people hear it. Although it would be great if millions of people heard it and participated and shared it and and grew from it. That would be an ultimate high, I guess, in some ways. But you know what? The reality is that recovery is not for everybody. It's boring. It can be boring. You know, it took me a while to to figure out what to do with myself. And, again, it brings us back to sponsorship, sponsoring somebody in the program. What is a sponsor? You know what? I usually, let's see, did we Google, can we Google this and find out what a sponsor is? Please, people, show us what a sponsor is. Uh, let's see, let's call, let's see, AA, uh, AA Google, AA Sponsor. Let's see if we can find that, AA Sponsorship. Okay, AA Sponsor, what do they do? What is their role? How to go about choosing the Alcoholism Guide. 
dot org. Okay. Alcoholism help educate yourself and get the treatment you need. The A sponsor, what is the role, how to go about choosing one. This is their information, but I gotta believe it's good. It's theirs. And wait, let me be clear about something. In the recovery in the in the program of recovery, okay, there are no rules. There's a lot of suggestions but no rules. Okay, so the cool part is you're going to tell an alcoholic or anybody with an addiction what to do because they'll say, screw you, I'm going to do whatever I want because you know what? It's my life and I can do whatever I want, and you can. But when you realize even that statement should make you aware that you are making choices, better choices, and that's the whole point of the program. It gets you back into making Better choices in life and recognizing that everything that happens to us, everything that happens to you is because of the choices that we make in our lives. Now, I'd prefer you people calling in on my cell phone to call on the show. That'd be great. If you want to call the show, area code 323-580-5755. There's somebody from Iowa. And if I know you don't want to call in, it's not the easiest thing. My friend Anna out in New York and Eric, a new new founder to the program. I don't know if you're listening. You thought you might listen. You thought you and your wife would listen. I thought I'd hear from you. Okay, we talked briefly about sponsorship this week. Kind of inspired the thought and the topic for the week. So I thought it would be a great topic to talk about. However, you called me, what, a couple times? And I know you mentioned you found somebody that you might like to connect with otherwise. But you know what? As a courtesy, you should call and tell people, you know, what you're about and what you're willing, you know, not what you're about, but if you change your plans. I just want to know that you've got somebody helping you. The fact that you just fall off the map, eh, that's not a good thing. And the program's a journey. It's not, uh, there's not an end date in mind. There's not a finish line that, oh, my God, I've got to this point, and there you go. I will say that at one time I thought that if I could make it the length of time that I was out there drinking, and I started drinking about when I was 16, so I sobered up when I was 38, so that's about, what, 22 years? I'm going on 25 years, 24 and a half years already, and... I just love this program. I've loved what's done to my life and how I go forward, how I've learned to live life one day, one step at a time. It was more than just a program to stop me from drinking. It was a program that taught me how to live my life and get my life back to where it was a healthy or healthier life. And I just want the same for you. That's what I want. I want you to have the opportunity to have a good life. And... You know, if you want a spouse in your life, who knows? Maybe God will bless you. I have been blessed. I said to God, please, Lord, when I'm ready, make me worthy of a a good spouse. And oh, my God, I swear you couldn't have found a better woman for me in my life than the lovely Martha, my wife. Okay? She is. She's incredible. And the perfect woman for me. You know? She is the perfect woman. So, um, again, we're going to talk about sponsorship. Sponsor, and I was going to read you. Okay, let's read the unwritten rules on sponsorship. Now I'm quoting this uh, web page, and this is from uh, 
Well, let's see. There's people that give you advice. But this is coming from, like I said, the alcoholismguide.org. So if you want to double-check with this, but just go on the Internet and find anything. And this should be all fairly similar, similar, but who knows? I'm going to tell you what I'm reading, and then I'll tell you how it impacts me and, and what I think. Okay? And then you can decide for yourself. But the unwritten rules on sponsorship, it says, you can choose your own AA sponsorship if they agree to sponsor you, but AA prefers them to be of the same sex. Amen. I agree. Men should be with men. Women should be with women. Why is that? Because one of our underlying issues, especially when we get sober, is our bad, out-of-control sexual behavior. Okay? But believing that mixed-sex sponsorship pairs cause unwanted complications, the idea that a man and woman cannot have a platonic relationship being part of this is no doubt. Right. You know what? You can have a platonic relationship once you get your life into control. And even if you do have your life in control, and if you're a married person and you are trying to get your life back together, if you have a spouse who is upset at you already because you were um, – drinking and your your actions were, you know, out of control, they may feel very insecure knowing that you're hanging out and, and confiding with someone of the opposite sex. Not a healthy thing to do, okay? So we don't recommend them to be of opposite sex. We recommend the same sex. But it's not forbidden to have a sponsor, a sponsor of the opposite sex. But it's not advised, okay? You get it? Got it. Good, good. Okay, you have to choose your AA sponsor wisely, though, as they become a very influential figure in your life and a crutch in times of your greatest need. Sponsors are at liberty to tell you what they cannot help, that tell you they cannot help if they have urgent business elsewhere. Sponsorship, sponsors are at liberty to tell you they cannot help if they have urgent business elsewhere. However, they have a moral duty to put you in contact with another reliable person if you're facing crisis and possible alcoholism relapse, and they cannot support you at that time. All right, so I'm a businessman, and I cannot be in town. Maybe I'm on a trip, okay, and my sponsee is like wigging out. Well, i got to make sure that i got somebody else to back me up to help my sponsor, sponsee, sponsee sponsor if I'm out of town, okay? All right, let's see. Let's see. more. Okay. An AA sponsor is not a doormat. Get that, people. A person has the right. Okay, now remember, at any time, if you want to call in, area code 323-580-5755, and you can join me on the air, or you can just continue to listen, etc. All right, a person has the right to decline sponsorship, and this would be wise if the sponsor thinks that you would not be compatible, okay? Now, that could have been with uh, the young Eric this week. Maybe um, I wasn't saying that we weren't compatible, but I, I didn't want him to feel that he should be locked into the first person that he meets, okay? And he was re- recommended to call me by a friend of mine who I did some work with uh, in hypnotherapy. And the hypnotherapist suggested that he talk to me about being a sponsor. And in the course of talking about sponsorship, I indicated that, you know what, he should find a sponsor that he feels comfortable and relaxed calling because they're going to play an important role. However, often people who are complete opposites make the best sponsors as they have a different outlook and can share their insights with you in order for you to see things from a different perspective. 
It makes sense for many reasons, though, to choose an AA sponsor with the same socioeconomic background and education level as you. And it really does. You know, you don't want somebody that's going to make you feel less than. You want somebody that you feel can relate to you, understand you, um, counsel you in a healthy way. And if you don't feel like an equal, you may feel awkward and hold back. And that's not a good thing. Holding back is not a good thing. Okay. Uh, it is hard enough being an alcoholic who struggles to get through another day without a drink. You don't want a sponsor who might drive you to drink because you not see eye to eye on some important issues. Sponsorship is not a two-way street. Okay, A sponsor has to be your best buddy who will be there for you when the going gets tough. If the sponsor is having a bad time, he or she should not unburden themselves onto you, however, but should seek out their own personal sponsor, and this should be something that you accept. Sponsorship is a one-way street. Okay, now this is the opinion of this organization. I don't know necessarily agree to it, but that's okay. We don't have to agree. We can accept it. Okay, so this is their suggestion. Sponsorship is a one-way street. Your sponsor will help you out and not wish you to help him or her as they may not wish to be sponsored by them anymore if you see their weakness. That's very interesting because that touches on a lot of topics for me when you just said what, what I just said. Let me read that again. Your sponsorship, your sponsor will help you and not wish you to help him, her, as they may not wish to be sponsored by them anymore if you see their weakness. So if I'm afraid that you're going to realize that I'm a human being with, with, with problems, you may not want to hang out with me. You may think that my problems are greater than and and not capable of me not capable of overcoming them to help you out. And that's fair, if that's what you believe. But why put that there? Okay, why worry it? You need an AA sponsor to be a tower of strength so so should not think that will unburden they will unburden themselves to you as they can freely do with them. It makes a lot of sense if you think about it. So yeah, if you want me to be this hard ass guy, you shouldn't see the man behind the curtain. I always call it the eyes effect. I use that in life and in work, etc. People in work, I'm a real estate broker. People do not want to know that you're a human being. Except when they want you to be a human being. Other than that, they want to know that you are a systematic professional that thinks only about their, them and what you can do to help them out. And I guess, fair to say, okay, but is that reality-based? No, it's not reality-based. But the guys in my field that can successfully treat people just like a business entity and not consider their personality... I know they do very well. They make a lot of money, and they don't care about you. That's the difference between me. I care about the people I work for. I really do. I care that they have a, a they purchase the right house that's for them. I don't want them to buy just any house. I want to make sure that it's a house that's going to work for them. And if they have problems and challenges, you know, sometimes I got to tell them, hey, suck it up, be a big boy, be a big girl, and live with your decision. But I don't want to rush a decision on them. I want them to think about it thoroughly so that they know 
just simply because I've been around them for a while and I see that it's not a match, I want to let them know that what I see. What they do with it is their business. They can do whatever they want. They can go forward by the wrong personal house, and that's life, okay? That's your business. That's your choice. You are an adult. You can do whatever you'd like, okay? So let's see. Let's get back to this. You are a tower of strength. In fact, A is about faith and common sense, which is why, perhaps, that has been able to provide support to so many alcoholics and their families around the world. How to ask an AA member to sponsor you? My advice, according to this lady or this person that's writing this article, is to is to you is to attend a number of meetings and just watch the member sharing. Focus on those who have seemed to be living good lives and are content in themselves. If they have what you want, chances are they will make a good sponsor. What does that mean? If they're happily married? If they seemed at peace with themselves, if they're not bitching and moaning and complaining about here, there, and everything else, it may be a good choice. If not, they may just still need to be working programs themselves. However, I was reading the Golden Book of Recovery, and it's a hard book to find. I found it one book, and the first thing it says, do you know how long it takes for you before... Alcoholics Anonymous recommends you to sponsor somebody. I don't even know if it's Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's talked about in this book. Okay? How long should you be sober before you accept sponsorship? If somebody says to you, hey, can you sponsor me? Okay, that's the question for tonight. Who's going to answer that question? I'm going to let it go for a while. We're going to come back to it. How long should a person be sober? How long... Should one be sober, should a person working a program in recovery, how long should they have been working a program before they become a sponsor, before becoming, and you might be surprised at the answer of what is. Now, i got to tell you something. Just remember Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 steps, the program itself is a program of suggestions. They're not rules. Remember that. Some people think that they're rules and they take it upon themselves to say, well, this is the only way you should do it. And that's bullshit. Okay, really, that's bullshit. Those people, you know what, there's a difference, like I said, between being sober and sobriety. And the quality of life that I live sober is called sobriety. And I work at that every day. I really do. I work at trying to be the best sober person I can be. And I don't let people tell me what how to work my program. I may have a sponsor that I talk to with. I definitely listen to other people, what they're doing in their program, and then I make choices accordingly. Okay? So, let's see. Get back to. If they have what you want, chances are they will make good sponsors. There is no mad rush to find a sponsor. Obviously, if you keep putting it off, that is not good. I got to tell you, I have a tenant renting from me whose son is an out of control alcoholic um, to the point where he literally beat his parents. He is in the mid 30s, his parents are in the 80s, and he literally beat them bloody back in October, and he was taken away, put in jail. I don't know that his legal issues are up, but he's out of 
jail. And I had to let him know that he was not welcomed anywhere near the building that I have. And I know that his parents had been trying to help him, his 80-something-year-old parents trying to help him out, and he wasn't responding to their their help. And he still wanted to drink and do drugs and blame them for issues and challenges in their his personal life. And they were feeling guilty. And we're going to talk about guilt another day. But today, we're and we'll talk about resentments. Maybe next week we can talk about resentments. But today we're just focusing on sponsors. But when I saw him, I hadn't seen him since the police took him away. Actually, I never saw him personally. I met, I've never met him until just the other day. But I was aware of him and knew of him and knew that he was taken away by police. And so I wanted to make it a point to meet this guy and to tell him that he was not welcomed in my building and that I would have him arrested. And, and, and I would prosecute him to the full extent for trespassing because I didn't want him to see him beat up his family. And whether his parents make good decisions or not, I just wanted to enforce that he is not welcome in the building. So we got all that out, right? I saw him, and he told me that he had been sober since he got arrested, okay, since he was incarcerated in jail. Now, I know that he said he was also out of jail for like two months, and he said he did not. He said he was working a program of recovery, but he did not have a sponsor. And I got to tell you something. See, we were talking about it. Okay, there's no bad rush to find a sponsor, but if you put it off, that's not good. And especially someone like him who's facing issues and challenges because he was arrested for his his out of control actions. He needs to get a sponsor right away. Whether you're a he or a she, get one. You can't hurt. And you're not married to that sponsor. If that sponsor isn't the right sponsor, you can move on and find a different one. That's okay. Again, program of suggestions, not rules. No rules. But you got to find. It's like I told Eric. Eric, do you remember what I told you? Were you listening when I told you? I said, just because you go out to the store and you need a pair of shoes and you find a pair that really looks sharp... And you think, you will look so good in it, and they will just be the cat's meow. If they don't fit you, don't wear them. Don't get them. It's, it's, what are you, you're going to have an uncomfortable life trying to keep them on if they're too big or try to put them on if they're too small. Go there and find one. It doesn't have to be the perfect, best-looking shoes either. Find a pair that are really comfortable and fit you, and that's what we're talking about when you're finding a sponsor. But don't put it off. Get something on your feet. Get a cover. Get a pair of shoes. And and there's nothing that says you can't have multiple sponsors. I don't know how this reads. We're going to check this out. We're going to read some more about it. But you really should have one main sponsor, somebody that you can relate to. And you'll know it. You'll meet them. And you, but if they allow you and encourage you or don't you know, support you in, in not drinking and not thinking and if they don't encourage you to get to meetings, you've got to think about it. Are they the best sponsor for you, too? That is something of concern. Now, there was a, a young lady, I forgot your name, Shaban? No, not Shaban. Um, a, a waitress that we went to dinner, Martha and I, my wife and I went to dinner, and we met her, and she was lovely, and she is in college studying and she thought she might like to listen to the show again i'm sorry if we're late but 
you know, listen to the show and talk to us. I am a real live person that works a program still today in Alcoholics Anonymous. I work whatever program I can to get and stay sober. I do this show. The first question was, how much money do I make doing this show? I make no money doing this show. It costs me money to do this show. Not a lot of money, but it does. It's a commitment of time and energy. And so why do I do it? Okay? And I'd be lying to you if I didn't say in the back of my mind, I'd like to think that somebody one day will say, Dad, you're an incredible guy. Come here to Hollywood and do it. Okay, but, you know, that's my great, wild, and crazy mind thinking. But the reality sets in and says, hey, Dan, you live a pretty active life. You have a full life. Last week I was was, uh, doing polar plunging for Special Olympics. Okay? This week I'm planning for a big party to help promote some properties I've got. It's kind of a unique way of doing it. First time that anybody's done it using the Chamber of Commerce. I'm a little nervous. But you know what? I'm okay because I have this program. This program tonight gives me a chance to air my concerns, my my uh, you know, and think about my recovery continuously and forward. So that when I want to do goofy things, which I still do because I'm an alcoholic, I think twice about them and may not do them. Or if I do them, I may stop them quicker. I'm not a perfect person, people. But I'll tell you what, I'm a whole lot better than I was back then. And uh, I don't want to screw up a good thing that I've got going in my life because I've got a pretty good life. And it's not about money, okay? It's not about money. God is taking care of my life. Oh, my God. 24 years, six months, and eight days ago, I was straddling total bankruptcy. I had no money. I was morally bankrupt, emotionally bankrupt. I was spiritually bankrupt. I was I was just running on empty. You know, running on empty. Running wild. I was still running wild on empty. But it had to come to an end. I wanted to die. I did not want to continue doing what I was doing. It was just too heartbreaking. You know, for anybody that's married and you have kids with each other, you do not want, let me just tell you something, it is the most uncomfortable thing to have somebody else involved with raising your kid and maybe even having say-so over your kid. And that's what happened to me. It was very, very tough. I'm glad I didn't drink over it. And I'm glad that my ex's choices of spouses were good because their 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 spouses were good, loving, and caring people that did not abuse my children. And you hear stuff from people all the time and, I, who knows, I could have been one of those people, but I kept drinking and kept in a relationship, but I, I wasn't. Thank God I wasn't, and I didn't. But it's even more important that my kids were, were reasonably cared for. My son has a better relationship with his stepdad than he'll ever have with me, I'm sad to say. Well, not ever, because you never know what might happen in the future. And by the way, I'm proud of my son. He's sober now, over a year. Good for him. Congratulations to my son. And if you have one day of sobriety, congratulations to you. If you have six days or five days of sobriety, good for you. Any day sober is a is a good day, and you have hope and a chance at a good life. But as soon as we take our drug of choice, and that's what it is, it's a drug of choice. Drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling, work, 
I have a friend, I don't know if he can handle not working. He's facing a life issue here where he wasn't really doing well work-wise. He's paying the bills. He has a choice and a chance to have a good life and do something else. But he's been doing it so long, it's hard to say what he wants to do. Me too. You know, I have a chance somebody wants me to fold my business into theirs. I don't know. I'm not ready to let it go. I'm not ready to to, to work for somebody else and have them tell me what to do. Even though as an independent contractor, I can. I can do whatever I want. Oh, well. That's a whole different story. Okay? So let's get back to this. There's no mad rush to find a sponsor. Obviously, if you keep putting off, that's not good. However, do be sure the person that you choose, ultimately, they are going to help you stay sober. So choosing well is important. If after a bit of time you feel that you made the wrong choice, then by all means find someone else. It's your life. It's your sobriety. Don't compromise it because you don't want to hurt the feelings of your sponsor. Don't worry. Yeah, will they be hurt? They may be. It's a very exciting thought, somebody coming up to you for the first time and saying, hey, would you be my sponsor? And if you say, yeah, and then they come back to you and say, well, I I dumped you and I got somebody else. That's kind of crushing. But you know what? If you're working a program in recovery, a good program and you're good, it doesn't matter. You want the best for everybody, and you want them to get whatever it takes to have a good life. Okay? And that's really important. So that's the case. Let's see. It can be. It can seem like the hardest thing in the world to ask an AA member to take you on as a sponsor. What if they say no? Is a common barrier to asking somebody. So what if they do say no? It's no reflection on you. There could be a thousand reasons why they refuse. Don't mull it over. Look for somebody else. Don't get caught up in other people's issues. They may not be ready. They may feel a little bit overwhelmed. They may feel insecure about their program. Okay? We wear some incredible masks in recovery. And it takes a while for us to put them down and then to be real. Now, some of those masks may be who you are and maybe who we are. But we're not used to being in the limelight, sober, and wearing those masks. So it may be a little while for us to get comfortable with that. Okay? All right. Let's see. Well, this is really good stuff. Uh, okay, so that was pretty good about sponsorship. I uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm not saying it's over. I'm just saying uh, reading from this uh, this page. Let's see. We can explain it wrong. Uh, okay. In most organizations and social groups, a sponsor is someone who initially introduces you to into the group and who vouches for you good char- your for your good character. This is not the case in Alcoholics Anonymous. AA sponsor is a person who has been absent for a period of time, and they say a long period of time here, and is prepared to support a newly absent member. The sponsorship idea is an integral part of the Alcoholics Anonymous setup and part of its social support network. It is all about social responsibilities, living up to them, and doing one's duty to help each other. Okay? Now, i got to tell you something. Going back to that question, I haven't heard anybody call in yet. And you're welcome to call in with the answer, or with what answer you think. How long do you need to be sober in order to sponsor somebody? Let me clearly state, how long do you have to be sober and abstinent from any type of drug or alcohol before you are capable of sponsorship? Okay? Now, this was out of the Golden Book of Recovery, 
sponsored. And it's a program. It's a book written through the AA program. I have only seen one copy of it, and I let somebody have it, and I know I'll never see that particular copy again because I haven't seen that person in a while. Okay, but it's stuck in my mind, and I want you to understand this too, because the answer I got from a lot of people wasn't the answer that this particular individual book stated. Okay, so if you think you know the answer, call. And that's okay. It's just good to talk. In fact, I say this to my staff at the office. When I'm training somebody to work in the program, I mean, to work selling real estate, I do. I encourage them to make, just have an answer. It doesn't have to be the right answer. It could just, it could be any answer. It could be an answer that doesn't fit the situation quite as well as another answer does. So the, the, what I'm trying to say is there's no such thing really as a wrong answer. You know that? There's no such thing as a wrong answer. There are just better answers. Maybe the one answer is the answer that works here and now for today. Okay, but tomorrow might be a different day and a different answer works better. So if you think you have an answer, area code 323 580 It's a good thing to try and just voice something. It's like picking up the phone. When you're in recovery, hardest thing to do to call your sponsor. i got to tell you something. I remember in the beginning, well, first of all, when I was told to find a sponsor, man, I'll tell you what, talking about crazy stuff going on in my head, I was convinced that the first person I was thinking of choosing to sponsor me I thought he was cool. I thought he was a nice guy, looked successful. But then I realized he was a sleaze. Well, that's not necessarily true. It's not that's that's the feeling and the impression I got that he would hump and jump any woman that came along cuz I listened to him talk to about his story. And the reason it kept me from moving forward with him is because I was convinced that he was probably wanting to hump and pump my ex-wife, the one I was just divorcing, because she was still coming back into the program. Whether she did or not, I don't know. I've I've actually lost touch with my ex-wife. And I want to say a shout-out to her, though, because I will always love Patty. Patty was my ex-wife. She, if it wasn't for her coming into my life and showing me how screwed up my life could get. I thought it was screwed up enough. She helped me realize it could be worse. Okay? And she did. And it did get worse. I got to tell you, she came into my life and turned it upside down and made me realize that I really needed to do something serious about my life to get sober, to accept responsibility for my life. So, Patty, thank you so much. I always want you to know that You'll always remain dear to me in my heart for that reason alone. Just that reason alone. Okay, now sponsorship. Getting sober and staying sober are two separate things. We talked about that. Just as there is a difference between being sober and sobriety, let's not confuse them. Getting straight and staying sober is crucial to having increasing and improving opportunities. However, just being sober is no guarantee to being to having a wonderful life. Okay? It isn't. Just 
staying sober is not a guarantee. There are guys in this program, people, that are sober 30 years plus. And I'll tell you, honestly, I wouldn't want what they have for no for nothing, okay? I'm just grateful that they're not still out there drinking because they're big assholes here sober. I'm sure they were even bigger ones when they were out drinking. But that's them, and good for them. And, and again, if that's the way they want to work their program, they work it with rules. They set rules up, and maybe that's because they need rules. Maybe that's what feels comfortable in their lives, Okay. But not mine, not mine. And by the way, I want to shout out to my friend Robert. Robert, who celebrated 25 years of sobriety over the weekend. Congratulations, Robert. Robert has been a friend of mine in the program and as a client, actually, real estate client, for 25 years. I, I started the program six months after he did. And, you know, we shared a lot through the 24 years, six months, and eight days that I've known him. Okay, and he's come a long way. He does a lot. He sponsors individuals, well, he used to, in prison. He'd go into the jails and carry the message of hope, sharing his experience, strength, and hope by, uh, you know, doing things for Alcoholics Anonymous in jail. He uh, has since moved south. He comes up and visits. He's got family and kids up this way. I was uh, fortunate enough to help couple of his kids purchase homes and sell his own home and i'll tell you what um just a good guy robert's a good guy father many kids and uh he, he's one of those kind of guys that go out of his way to help you um again i know that he has sponsored many people he was not my sponsor in fact my sponsor well you know what we're going to take a few minute break because it's coming up on the eight o'clock hour and I'm going to put my favorite up. Who do you know who my favorite is? It's Marilyn Scott. She sings a song that I really like, and that is, if today was the last of all days. Okay, the last of all days. Think about this for a moment. That's why I played this song, because it is a really reflective song. I didn't realize what a great singer she was. Never heard of her before. And since then, I've listened to a bunch of her songs, and we will listen for maybe 10, 15 minutes after this song, because I like to take a little musical prelude, musical interlude, break is what I'm saying. And uh, so sit back and listen to Marilyn Scott. We're going to be back with more on the road to recovery here on Block Talk Radio, part of the linked local network of broadcasting put together by... Fred McMurray, and not the Fred McMurray that you think and the, uh, you know, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Sit back and listen. We'll be back with more of the Road to Recovery here, and thanks. If today were the last of all days. Would it change how you feel who you are? Would you rise for a moment above all your fears? Become one with the moon and the stars? Would you like what you see looking down? Did you give everything that you could? Have you done everything? 
Okay, why don't we uh, why don't I take a break from Marilyn Scott? Welcome back to the Road to Recovery. I'm Dan Chuba, live from my real estate offices in West Chicago. Yeah, I'm a recovering alcoholic. 24 years, six months, and eight days. But who's accounting? Me. I'm counting. I count every day. I'm sober and I'm grateful. I am a uh, divorced three times father of three kids that I uh, watched other people, other men, raise as their stepdad. Uh, I had a very, I came from a, a family of 13 kids. All my siblings are alive. My mother is 93 and uh, can't wait to go to heaven. She wants to go to heaven. And that's, you know, that's where she's going. She's going to go to heaven and such is life. And, uh, okay. Uh, Yep. And I wish her all the best in the next world. Yeah, whatever. You know, live and learn. You, you know, I'm, I'm I ran into this kid this week who claims has lots of resentments for his parents who are in their mid 80s, and he's in his mid 30s. Um, I don't know what possibly could have done. I don't know what their story is. Uh, I do know at one time they had a lot of money. They don't have a lot of money now. Um, and, you know, beating people up, I know that feeling. I wanted to hurt my parents. I wanted to hurt my father, especially. He was a, he was a bad drunk. But, you know, at some point, they get old, and you just can't fight and, and hurt people that are old. I, uh, I can remember a time when I first sobered up, I was so angry, walking around angry, and people said, why do you so pissed off about I'm like what do you mean I'm pissed off I wasn't pissed off but I was pissed off I wasn't pissed off at a lot of things because I didn't feel the world and the Lord treated me the way I needed to be treated okay I didn't you know I had this vision of how I thought it should look and how I thought it should be and if it wasn't like that well boo-hoo and I did a good job of playing the victim. Pretty much the part of my life that I drank, the last part of my life. And it wasn't until I found direction through the program of AA that I got my life back. Now, I chose a sponsor, Bobby Kay. Great guy. He was my sponsor for 12 of the 25, 24 years. 12 of the 24 years. He was my AA sponsor, and he was crucial to my growth. I could not have done it without him. But I evolved. I felt that I needed to get different. I just, I, he wasn't working anymore for me. It wasn't, it wasn't, I, I didn't feel the same command or respect. I don't know about respect. But I just didn't feel like he had what I wanted anymore. After 12 years, that's kind of hard. But it doesn't mean he's not a good person, because he is a good person. He's a great person. And i got to tell you something. You know, he's carrying the message today down in southern Illinois. He got remarried. I think it was his third marriage. And i got to tell you something. He's making it work. 
And I'm constantly seeing things that work with him. And I'm so happy for him that he has uh, got a good life. He's going to be coming up here. We're going to be celebrating his 70th birthday. I didn't realize he was seven years older than me. But, yeah, we're going to be celebrating his 70th birthday. And, you know, life life is good. Life is life. By the way, uh, in the last... Yeah, we're going to be on this. I don't. I don't know if I'm going to run to nine o'clock tonight. I think I might just cut down in another five minutes because we said what we wanted to. Sponsorship. You know, it was good. Next week, we'll talk about resentments and how they can really affect and impact your recovery. Okay. And if you'd like to join us next week, you have a comment. Or, you know, and I'm always looking for guests to join us on the air. So if you know somebody wants to share. Their personal experience, strength, and hope, please, you know, have them tune in or call in. I would love to hear from them. <clears throat> your story is yours. Your story is an important one and one worthy of sharing, okay? Yeah, you know what? We'll just call it quits right now. I don't need to go all the way to the end. Guys, thanks for listening to The Road to Recovery here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be back next week, Sunday, with more of and we're going to talk about resentments, okay? That's going to be my topic, unless somebody has a different topic that I need to address, okay? Have a great week. Stay away. Don't get coronavirus. It's not the end of the world. Good luck to Ben Affleck sharing his experience, strength, and hope. Like the rest of us, you know, it, there's, you know, it's a equal opportunity disease, alcoholism. And it shows up in many different ways. I don't know how it shows up for you, but mine was uh, alcohol, and I'm glad that I'm an alcoholic because it helped me realize that my disease was far greater than just my inability to handle my booze. It was my inability to deal with life on life's terms. But equipped with the 12 programs of recovery now, I can handle it, and I'm doing a great job. So join me every week here on The Road to Recovery as we... I don't know, kick around a few ideas, share a few thoughts, live life one day at a time, and uh, share my my journey into recovery, okay? My journey into my recovery. You might, might want to make it yours. Okay, good night, everyone. Have a great week unless you have other plans, and we'll see you if you make it another one day at a time. Good night.